Hello and welcome to another episode of Firsties with Reba and Ross. I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And we're covering The Moth this week. Uh, so first season episode of Lost, uh, the first Charlie episode. Yes. So what do you think of this episode? I liked it. Yeah? I liked it. It was, it, it showed exactly what I was waiting for with Charlie. Yeah. And it, and it did it well. I mm-hmm. thought, I thought. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'd agree. I think it's a pretty solid episode. Uh, like a bit on the nose with a lot of stuff, but it's re- it's solid storytelling. Yeah, like uh, it they make it very clear, like right from that first flashback scene, what his story is about. Where he's in a confessional talking about hooking up with all sorts of girls in a rock yeah. band, and uh, talking about temptation and how that's too much, and the the priest telling him. Uh, it, well, there's yeah. temptation everywhere. You have yeah. choices, and yeah, it's... that's what that's about. <laughs> I mean, I do. I I thought in the beginning, like his his initial decision to quit the band uh-huh. was a little too extreme. It a little felt, rash. Yeah, felt like he. It, I expected him to to fall into that downward spiral of drug addiction and and all of that yeah from that just because because he quit yeah okay because yeah and that is at least the way that the episode's setting up and like the show's morality on that it's saying that was that wasn't the right decision because it's all about choice and how you react to temptation rather than just choosing to cut yourself off altogether yeah which is uh kind of what Locke says to him where you know he Charlie even asks Locke, like, why don't you just get rid of the drugs? Why don't yeah. you destroy them? And he kind of lets him know that it's about choice. And right. he's stronger by going through that and, you know, refraining right. himself when it's actually an option. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that makes you a stronger person to to be able to say no to the temptation instead of just removing it. Right. So, it's, again, that or not again, but it's the whole moth cocoon metaphor right, which right which yeah that was a little like especially the way i um i mean we can no, no, we no. can talk about it like in <laughs> like chronological order instead of like jumping forward. yeah yeah maybe but. so so the first thing you see in the episode even before the uh flashback is charlie in withdrawal mode and uh one one thing that they do in the show a lot is that whenever charlie's doing something kind of sketchy or is like in withdrawal or like trying you know something drug related they always have his hood up which is always oh, really i think it's really funny it's a weird Aww, silly he, visual motif yeah because at the yeah. end too again not to jump around too much when he uh finally kicks it and like throws away the drugs or throws them in the fire he takes his hood down after that <laughs> I didn't, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> didn't put two and two together, really, but that's, I wear my hood up. Yeah, so. yeah only when you're doing shady things. Oh, though. I mean, yeah. yeah. Only when I'm doing the shady things. You would never, never wear a hood up otherwise. Mm-mm, never. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. And so, let's see, if we're going chronologically, what, uh, let's talk this main arc, since uh, okay. we've been talking Charlie. So, uh, yeah. we see how he kind of guy in over his head on the band but not until pretty late right it wasn't like i got the well it wasn't 
It was like, his brother yeah. who's screwing up, really. And, and that was that was too much for too much for him. He was supposed they were supposed to get out of it when they when it was too much. Mm-hmm. And so cuz Charlie Charlie hadn't even like he had done a good job of of staying away from temptation. Yeah. And and from what it from what it seemed until that until that second to last flashback mm-hmm. where he uh is trying to get out and trying to get his brother to walk away. And mm-hmm. his brother, I mean, his brother the whole time has been the one manipulating him, saying that he's the rock god. And right. They wouldn't have drive shaft without him. And and uh, and in the end, mm-hmm. in the end, what drives Charlie to drugs is is his brother saying, "You're useless without drive shaft. Who are you without drive shaft? Yeah. You're." You're nothing. You're yeah, outside of choice, like, that's really probably the biggest part of the episode is what is, like, Charlie needs purpose. Like, yeah. uh, uh, what sets him off on the island, too, is Jack telling him, we don't need you right now. Like, right. we have no need Which for you. Which is not, like, and, and it wasn't in a, he, Jack didn't say that in a, you're useless, just go away sort of way. He was, he saw that, that something was wrong with Charlie and then he could be better, sir, if he just took care of himself first. Yeah. And but Charlie coming down, like didn't didn't see that, didn't understand that, and especially with his history, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't open minded about it. Yeah. About seeing seeing that it came from a place of concern, not of a you're just useless. Don't don't even bother. Right. Uh, but you know, Charlie's sensitive to that. Exactly. And and they make it pretty clear by going directly into a flashback where the first line is uh his brother saying uh uh it you know, we can't do this without you and then eventually calling him a rock god within that. Like yeah. it's all about him feeling needed. But Yeah. But ultimately a big part of the episode and his and Charlie's journey in it is uh creating purpose for himself. Like, uh, he's on this island, he's been looking for friends, kind of, but nobody really has a real attachment to him, nobody needs him, so he goes in to rescue Jack, and by doing that shows the type of person he can be, and therefore they do have a need for him, or they do appreciate him, and so, yeah, it's, uh, creating his own purpose, he literally enters a cocoon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To get out. Like, I mean, really. Yeah, the others. You know, when I saw, um... When I saw that moth, yeah, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna do something with that." <laughs> yeah, like, they have he's the, gonna have to dig himself out of like what? And what then it's kind this? of a cheesy final yeah. shot too, where it's like, "Look, the moth is flying." But, yeah, but it is. It's it's good, clear storytelling, and like even if, even if like the that like that metaphor is really really obvious, like there are a few different things playing into that. Like it's not quite as simple as just like Charlie needs to change. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time, they really do just make the whole butter... Usually, it's a butterfly metaphor, like, Locke brings up, and it's usually just, like, somebody needs to change, or they need to go away and change, and here, yeah, it's more about, like, bringing about your own change, and not, like, not relying on outside forces to push you into it. I got the feeling that, um, that, yeah, by by the end of it, it was more, more about Charlie... Feeling, um, like, feeling his own purpose for himself as opposed to, like, using other people to... Yeah. You know. Again, it's it's the Locke 
metaphor where he talks about how he could use a knife to cut out up, open a cocoon and free the moth right away, yeah. or he could let it just happen and mm-hmm. let that change occur. And the idea being, at the end, Charlie is a different person, or you know, he is he's stronger. Yeah. He's become stronger so, because of his own actions. Um. So why why didn't Charlie, when he found out that he could ask Locke three times? Just ask him three times right there. Yeah. Because I think there's a part of Charlie that doesn't want them. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is. It's, like, I, I get it where yeah. uh, you feel compelled to have something, but consciously you don't want that. Yeah. So, like, he's gone to him to do it, but, like, that's kind of a safety measure. Like, he knows he won't get it right away. And Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it, it is one of those things where rationally, no, it doesn't make sense. It's like you just ask three times. But I could definitely see someone behaving that way. Yeah. And, Especially a junkie, somebody who, you know, <laughs> is of two minds on whether they want something or not. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I did like that, even though Jack's little line about Charlie not being needed right then to, uh, was taken the wrong way. Like, he's ultimately, he's good to Charlie. He's, he, yeah. Uh, he wants I, to help him, and he doesn't tell everybody. He keeps yeah. it secret that he's going through withdrawal. Says it's the flu. <laughs> Which it you know, that's what withdrawal looks like. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a decent but, guy that Jack in this episode. I know, <laughs> I know. I always thought that Jack was pretty decent, at yeah. least to Charlie. Yeah, he's usually a pretty you know. good guy. <laughs> I mean, he can be headstrong, but he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, uh, one yeah. other interesting thing in this episode I thought about that main plot line mm-hmm. is uh, after Jack gets uh, caved in. And Mm -hmm. Charlie goes out to ask Locke for help. And Locke immediately turns around into, well, you didn't really just come here to ask for help. Yeah. And Charlie does ask for the drugs at that scene. But does it strike you as a little odd that Locke, uh, after hearing Jack's in danger, doesn't really seem to take it that seriously or care? Or does that just seem like he's like, hey, it'll be fine. The island that, will take care of it. Yeah, that's uh-huh. kind of what I thought. That's kind of what I expected. And I noticed that a lot, like, I mean, was that cave-in the island's way of, of giving Charlie a way to figure out, uh, to get out of it? Perhaps. Like, <laughs> like, is that, were we supposed to take that as that? Or was that as Charlie is yelling at Jack, oh, knocking, the reverberations are knocking rocks loose. Yeah. You know, is it just something? I think you could take it either way. And I think the episode is wanting you to start thinking along those lines. Uh, uh, Also with the dialogue between Saeed and Kate, where Mm -hmm. Saeed talks about the plane crash and how it's not just luck. There's no way that they would yeah. all just survive something like that. Yeah. <laughs> there seems to be something more. And Kate still doesn't believe it. And see, that's like, I was watching the episode and it wasn't even, it wasn't even until I went back and was thinking about it after we'd finished the episode. It was like, I don't really think that anything magical was happening on the island this episode. No. Like, it just didn't feel like there was anything you know, I had the same thought. Like this was pretty much like that. If the show had never gone to the, uh, it's a weird Island with all sorts of strange phenomena. Like this episode could have existed in the survival version of the show. Yeah. Where they're just a bunch of people trying to survive on an Island. Yeah. Uh, Other than maybe the antenna bit, but like this particular plot line 
would have been just fine in that other show, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so going back to Locke and uh, him not really caring, he did use Charlie as bait in the beginning of the episode for a war. And I think, and that, you know, I, I like... I like Locke and his methods. Yeah. Um, yes, he did use Charlie as bait for the boar. I don't think he would have let Charlie get killed. Yeah. I don't think he would have let him... I don't think he would have let him get hurt. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but I do believe... I do believe he thinks that he has a, an extreme faith in the island. Mm-hmm. And it was a good way to teach... To help teach or show Charlie about the choices and how um, you have to you have to make conscious decisions because and not just go on instinct. You know? Yeah, right. So um, yeah, I think Locke's interesting because there are a lot of things that he's doing well. If you just assume that Locke is the smartest man in the room, or like he knows what's up. <laughs> And he has enough faith in himself in the island I that... I feel like, yeah. I feel <laughs> like right now, Locke might be the smartest person on the island. Yeah. He's he's helped a lot of people. He's got... And, you know, I mean, he he is in his element. He is. He's like, this is... This is everything... I think this is everything Locke has been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I don't get the feeling anymore... Really, that he would, that he would necessarily try to thwart mm-hmm. anyone from getting off the island. Right. I mean, unless he was, I uh, well, well, well. Unless they told him he couldn't stay. Right. Because you don't tell Locke what you can't, what he can't, can't do. Yeah. <laughs> and I think because yeah, I think if if people, I don't think he'd feel like he was being held back by not having anybody around. Yeah. You know, so I think I I feel like his intentions, at least at this point in the show, mm-hmm. they're good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would agree. I think. Yeah. So, is there anything else with Charlie's story that you think we should get around to? There's a lot, a lot in this episode. I feel like we kind of covered it all in the broad strokes. Yeah. Any more specifics? Um. I I don't think so. If there are, we can go back. But, okay. Um, but Sounds yeah, good. I think we can. Yeah. Move. I thought it was interesting that this episode uh, felt really focused on both the main story and that subplot with the antennas. Yeah. Like some of them, you know, I've been like, okay, this is what happened with this character. This is what happened with this character. But like this one did feel like basically two central plot lines and most things work directly into those. Mm-hmm. So with, with the antenna story, uh, I, one thing I thought was interesting, uh, and I, it didn't really hit me until the end was that other than Saeed, you know, that whole team changed out. So like the yeah. whole, the plan was that it was going to be Saeed, Kate and Boone. And then, and then it, it turned it's, into Saeed Sawyer and Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, I liked that. Yeah. Um, I yeah, thought it, it worked. A, yeah, worked for him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I liked why Boone left, which was uh, he hears about Jack. Now yeah. tons of people are heading out to help Jack. It's okay. Boone can still do the thing, but he 
he goes to Shannon and says, no, you need to do this. Like, Boone can't do that as soon as Jack's in trouble. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I feel like that's so consistent with his character that, it, like, the opportunity to rescue Jack and be the hero who saved the supposed hero yeah. is something that appeals to Boone a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I, I kind of, um, I mean, I took it as a way to give Shannon the opportunity to show that she can do, mm-hmm. she actually will do something good for other people. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. The, but, although it is helping her get rescued, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I think it's another example of Shannon, despite not really caring to help that often, like, mm-hmm. being capable and generally doing her job right. and <laughs> yeah and uh yeah uh it and then the Sawyer what do you think about Sawyer's role in this episode um I love I I really like Sawyer as a yeah. character I just really like him because he's an a-hole <laughs> right and um you know he he seems like this person who just doesn't he's like well, he doesn't really doesn't really seem to care what other people think of him. Mm-hmm. He just does what he does, and who he and he is who he is. Mm-hmm. And so he's got um, Kate just berating him, and and you know where where a lesser character like would be a real asshole <laughs> to uh, to her. Uh, he still he still gives her what she wants. Well, kind of. Well, it, it, he does with the laptop battery, right? Or is that what the scene yeah. you're referring to? Yeah. But then later, when he knows that Jack is uh, caved in and goes to Kate to tell her, she acts mean to him again for like very little reason, and but, so then and he so withholds he, that information. But, I mean, it works <laughs> out. <laughs> it does, but. Like, but that is, that's... I know he does, I know that's not, like... I, I think Sawyer is interesting here, too, because he uh, he enters into this, and his first reaction, it, when he hears the news about Jack, is to tell Kate. Like, yeah. he wants to be, he wants to help. He wants her yeah. to know. Uh, so, like, just on so, an innate level, he's a decent guy. Yeah. And, but as soon as she just, you know, starts characterizing him, uh, imme- just immediately... Uh, yeah. He, he immediately decides to lean into that, where it's like, fine, if people are going to treat me this way, that's who I'm going to be. <laughs> so yeah. it, I don't think it's just a totally malicious thing to do. I think it's more just like giving in. Yeah. Like he'd rather not fight people's perception. If, if that's what people think, he'd rather use that to empower himself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But he, he does seem to be in a position of power in this episode. And you're starting to see where if he's the guy who's hoarded everything and people need things from time to time, it makes him a pretty powerful figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, he does end up being... He does the job. Like, yeah. He, uh, see, like, that's where I think he, he can be an an a-hole, but mm-hmm. he, he can be through. depended on. Yeah. So, like, in that scene where um, Saeed's like, I don't trust him. I don't trust him with you. Right. Like, Even though they, they broed up and took down Jin last week. Yeah. <laughs> Saeed like, and Sawyer. I mean, he's not, Sawyer is not somebody who can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he's just kind of work you around a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, the way he told Kate was not not very cool. <laughs> no. Like, but he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. by mentioning that offhandedly and be like, oh, yeah. Like, again, he's leaning into this role as, like, kind of this yeah. antagonist just because yeah. that's what people are making him. I'm, uh, I look forward to the Sawyer episode that uh-huh. we're inevitably going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to see what I want to see what he is and what the like what his backstory is. Yeah, yeah, you don't really know much about him at all yet, yeah. right? Well, I won't say anything on that then. <laughs> Good. Uh, is there anything else on the antenna plot line you had? Uh, oh, um, well, Sayid well, getting attacked at I the mean, end. That's yeah. a big thing. So that's what I was gonna say. Um, what? Where? Where was Locke? Yeah. When that, I mean, I don't know, maybe they're introducing a new character? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know? So your thoughts are either new character or Locke right now on who attacked Saeed? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know who else would not want the, um, That's, I, the signal found. I think those are both strong guesses. As, so, yeah. I mean, unless it was Scott and Steve. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mentioned that that becomes sort of a recurring joke in the show is that there are these two characters, Scott and Steve, and nobody can tell them apart or nobody remembers which one is which ever. <laughs> they're not really characters per se. Yeah. They're just or the some of the other uh, yeah outcasts who they just they're there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was most of the antenna thing. Like you could tell that they want to get the plot moving a little bit in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the plot they tried to introduce last week with the, the schism between the camps, or the beach mm-hmm. and the uh, caves, doesn't seem like it's going much of anywhere this week. Seeing yeah. As, like, you get Jack you and get... Kate bickering about it at the beginning, but then everybody's moving back and forth between the two locations. Which <laughs> is exactly what they should be doing anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I like at the end when um, Walt is like, this is cool, can we live here? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's like what you... Yes, you can live anywhere. Yeah, You're it still doesn't working matter. for the common goal. As long as there's a <laughs> signal fire at night and you have the water at the caves, you're fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and they... And speaking of that, with Walt mentioning it, it does look like they're still in the midst of trying to ship Michael and Son. Yeah. <laughs> because he looks over at her as soon as that happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're still still not. There there's stolen glances at multiple times yeah. in this episode. Yeah. You know. Right. So. And you have Jin uh being upset about Sun be, being dressed indecently. Yes. And Sun kinda standing up to him. Which I'm proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's gonna like, turn the new leaf over because it's a hot island. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. they do still seem to be setting it up like Jin's just, you know, the guy she wants to get away. Well, although last week, yeah. you know, they tried to... Well, even this time, even this week, they weren't, like, she wanted to help, like, right. get his, his, his handcuff. handcuff injury. Yeah. You know, she still, I still get the feeling she cares about him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's a complete, uh, there's a complete loss of mm-hmm. feeling there. Yeah, but they, they're they still sort of pushing the... They are, thing. they are. 
because um, I mean, how far did you ha- how? I don't know how far ahead you have to have episodes written, but you know they had to at least have a few episodes in where people saw Jin and Sun together. Yeah, and like and realize that oh yeah, this couple like people like this couple together. Let's not throw in that loop. So I I bet there's. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're usually a few episodes ahead writing, but they still wrote the episode without having written any future scripts. Yeah. So uh, what you're seeing on screen is usually a reflection of what was written at that point anyway. But, yeah. Because they, like, it's it's crazy. They have teams of writers, you know, in, in their rooms and the whole separate production crew, and, like, they occasionally see each other, but not all the time. Right. But, well, what, what I'm saying is that you have to have a few, ep- you have to be a few episodes in Mm-hmm. Before, right. you, before can you can write react. out the, you know. Yeah, yeah de- absolutely. You have to see yeah. the results of what you've written before you can fix it. Yeah. 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 To- totally true. And uh, I I wonder kind of, I, I think it is about three episodes because, uh, or between the writing and the production. Yeah. And, and that would make sense since about two weeks from now is uh, when Carlton Cuse joined the writing staff and... Uh, oh became, you know, the co-executive producer, basically mm-hmm. the showrunner alongside Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if around the time when they they did the schism with the beach and the cave, Lindelof was like, okay, we're stretching for a conflict here. And yeah. went to Cuse, who he'd worked with before on Nash Bridges. And, like, Carlton Cuse used to be his boss, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, so t- he went to him like, look, help me fi- figure out how to run the show and how to keep the story yeah. going for the whole season. But I think this this episode started moving things forward a bit. With it the, did, with the... With the antenna. There's yeah. got to be something going on there, or you'd yeah. think. Yeah, there's all this island they had to... Ex- they have to explore it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're... You know, yeah. You have an entire universe that you haven't fleshed out yet, Lindelof. <laughs> Work with that. You can get there. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, up until now, it's been good because they're still getting these little character pieces. They still need to have at least a flashback episode with every major character. Right. But, yeah, they got to have something going on in the island, right? Yeah. To start yeah. to make it feel like they're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, what else did you have on this one? Um, I like the, I like um, that when Jack gets caved in and Charlie gets everybody to come... That Michael is given the opportunity to show show Walt who he can be outside of just this father figure that mm-hmm. is always on his case. That's true. I, I didn't think about that, but he really is one of the ones who takes charge on yeah. the beach. He's the one telling everybody where to go and what to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, but no, in the caves. Oh. Like, when he's... Michael is the one that says, no, I'm a construct... I, I was right. in construction. Let me look, let me look at this and then we'll we'll figure out. Well, let me like you know he's the one organizing it for for like the maximum efficiency and yeah. uh, keeping people like hydrated and, and like keeping their strength up so that they can as or can dig Jack out as quickly as possible. Yeah. In a place that shouldn't have any. Yeah, it shouldn't collapse yeah. if they try to do it. And it like you know he doesn't he's isn't ultimately the one who saves them, but, but when Jack gets out, he mentions that Michael scouted out the rest of the cave area and made right. sure everything was safe. Right. And I think, um, but, you know, there's that, there's that scene 
where um, Michael tells Walt, "No, you go take the dog, and get and stay yeah. stay safe." And Walt kind of just listens to him because there's there's his dad working. Where Michael it feels like he is in this instance in his element where he yeah. knows what he's doing and has a good grasp of of Walt like, is actually seeing him as a so, person with authority and control yeah. rather than just kind so, of this guy forcing himself into his life. Yeah, because yeah, he because um, Walt's the one that says go get Mister Locke, mm-hmm. and so Charlie runs off, and that's I think when right they have that conversation about the moth yeah and um but yeah they um i think it i think that scene that this episode is good for walt and michael's relationship in that sense like even though it's not like directly you don't directly see the effect Mm -hmm. like i think i think it will down the line help yeah no i agree I think it, it's a good episode for them. And, yeah. like, there have been little moments here and there that uh, seem to indicate, like, Walt doesn't hate Michael as much. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, this is one where you see it in a very subtle way, where you yeah. just see it through his actions on a completely un- unrelated story, but it affects it. Yeah. Cool. What else do you have? Um, let's see, my only other thing is just... Continuing on the whole, Kate is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how quick she is to continually judge Sawyer. Yeah. Even though, even though he does in his own way keep coming through mm-hmm. for for everything that they ask. I mean, he's the he's the one that he, he could have chosen to not set off the bottle rocket, not turn on the antenna, not help. Yeah. You know, when they when Kate is there pigeonholing him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he is he is unorthodox and uncouth. <laughs> but you know, that's, I think he and that's who he is. Yeah. Like um, really the only thing on the island that he like other than, you know, here not telling her about Jack being in the cave in, like uh, other than that, really, the only reason he's given people to distrust him is that he hoarded everything right off the bat, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, as we talked about, was probably a smart move because <laughs> now he's an important figure on there and everyone has to come to him for stuff. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, yeah, he hasn't really not... Like, he's generally been helpful. Every time they've suspected yeah. him as being the guy behind something, like stealing water, for instance, right. uh, or or uh, getting into the fuselage at night... When the board did, like, he wasn't him. He hasn't right. done it. So, yeah. I, I also wrote Kate is the worst there. Just because, like, he runs up and he hasn't even done anything at that point, And yeah. she immediately just starts uh, chastising him. And that whole, <laughs> like, that whole little monologue she had mm-hmm. about uh, how awful he is and how she pities him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah... He, she totally deserves not to know right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, and, she's being pretty awful. Yeah, because I mean, and even still, she's like she still is bickering with with Jack, like you said about the caves and how and just still like doesn't give him the benefit of the doubt that he knows that that he has a good idea and uh, yeah, no, she's just she's been irritating these last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah. yeah. Agreed. 
<laughs> and oh. they are they seem to be setting up like sort of a love triangle type thing too though with yeah. Sawyer right where she's mean to him all the time but they have he yeah. seems into her kind of yeah and, yeah and um, the the other thing I was gonna say like when Michael came up to her when she like found out and she was like running in and she's like why aren't you digging and she's like starting to yeah. dig and she just starts everything and and Michael comes up to her a while later and says you can't keep going on like this. You're going to kill yourself. Yeah. And she just, like, keeps digging. <laughs> like, so come, come on. Kate. on. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop for once. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else on this one? Or I've... All my other things are just, like, little notes. Mm, yeah, no. I'm... I think that's all I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this episode was directed by Jack Bender, who we've already talked about as one of the... Uh, most frequent directors. Forgot to mention last week that was directed by Michael Zinberg, who, and that's the only episode of Lossie ever directed. Mm. So, uh, it, last couple before this were not Jack Bender, but otherwise every non-pilot episode has been Jack Bender. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, he, he's a big part of the show. Uh, mo- at this point, you know, the, the kind of the language and feel of the show, or the visual language and feel of the show is pretty set, or like they've figured it out, kind of. The flashback mm-hmm. thing is kind of consistent. They've got like a little noise under it. Uh, the only thing that felt like kind of weird and uncharacteristic was, uh, or to me anyway, was that last flashback uh, where he Charlie goes to see his brother after his brother's kind of reformed, he's not in the band anymore. Mm-hmm. has like this uh, kind of rock music, like going on as like a non-diegetic thing so it's not in the world of the show it's just to set the scene for the show Mm -hmm. and I don't think like it generally if you hear any music that's not the score it's within a scene so like when I was watching it it was like kind of confusing to me because I'm not used to non-diegetic music that's not Michael Giacchino's score oh but yeah yeah. I I mean that probably it's not something a lot of people yeah I didn't really didn't really notice it but yeah yeah. It's it's pretty brief. Like, once they like, really start talking I, outside, it yeah. goes away. I guess I just kind of expected it for that scene, mm-hmm. just because of Drive Shaft. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes like, sense in the context, I guess, that they would do something like that. But, yeah. That's, yeah. That was one of the few, um, few things that felt a little uncharacteristic, but otherwise it felt like, a, felt like they had things pretty figured out by now. And, uh, also, uh... Now... Oh, go ahead. Um, did they slow the frame rate when they were doing, going into flashbacks this episode? I don't think so. Because I thought I, I thought I felt like, at least with the first one, where Charlie's getting chased by the boar, it felt like it kind of slowed down. There, I think they did. Yeah. But I don't think the other ones did. And there, it was just because it was in the middle of an action scene, I think. But, Um. I don't know. I don't think that's something they do much later either. Yeah. But it wasn't like Kate's episode where like no. every single time it would yeah. do it. That was a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, there was brief CGI in this episode, but you can tell that they don't have much CGI budget. Mm-hmm. So like with the boar attack or when the boar's chasing Charlie, almost yeah. every shot is just of Charlie running or like yeah. a shot from behind him running because they, they, they can't, can't afford really. to show the boar very often. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's like a brief shot of it, like running through the forest after mm-hmm. him. And it's mostly a blur because yeah. they know that it otherwise, like it would, the, yeah. it, it would look like a cartoon. So, right. 
But, you know, it, it mostly works out. <laughs> yeah. They show it struggling around in the thing a little after, but I don't know. I don't know. If, I think they might CGI enhanced that, but they might have had something on set. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, and the moth. Oh, yeah, yeah. The moth was... was a little out of place, huh? Yeah. Moths are really um, hard to wrangle. <laughs> I did, like, I did wonder when they were in the caves, when Charlie and Jack were in the cave together, when um, Jack said, are you seeing any hallucinations? Right. And then he sees the moth. Yeah. It's like, was that a hallucination or is there right. really a Right, was moth? the island showing him? Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing you could uh, you could take either way. Yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting, too. Or you could think of Jack's questioning there with the hallucinations, not just being to check, you know, how he's doing with his withdrawal, but to see if other people are seeing things, too. Yeah. After Jack's seen his father in the yeah. other episode. And that's, like, I didn't even, I guess I didn't even think about that like that, because, I mean, there hasn't been any mention of Jack's father. Yeah. In any... Well, I mean, there's only been, like, two episodes since that one. Oh, but, I know, but, but yeah. still. Yeah, nothing about it this week yeah. or last. Um, otherwise, I, I didn't have... Oh, I uh, I mentioned You All Everybody, the first time we heard the song performed by Driveshaft. Yes. And uh, I also had a little note that that song was later put onto uh, the Rock Band Network. So I have I You All Everybody on Rock Band. I know, we played it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. So that's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really about all I had on this one, I think. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't think... I think we... Yeah. Fairly clear episode on Charlie and choices and the need to belong and... Yes. Making your own choices versus letting the world figure it out for you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't... I don't think any mysteries were really solved this week, were there? I don't think so. Were there any like did were there any mysteries left unsolved last week or new mysteries that maybe not any new ones from last week. Uh yeah, last week there was they introduced the whole Adam and Eve skeletons okay, and and you know, some stuff with Sun and Jin's past, but So yeah, yeah no other Nothing really got solved. Yeah, nothing that uh, mind blowing in that. Uh, the, the only new mystery was probably who attacked Saeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like why'd that happen? Or is Saeed okay? What's going on there? Right. But, but yeah. Otherwise, this was a, like you said, not a lot of uh, weird stuff going on in this episode. This mm-hmm. could have been a pretty standard island survival story. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that might be it for this episode. Uh, next week we've got the episode Confidence Man, and I guess you know I'm, uh, unless like we're saying straight up or you already know who it's about, I'm not saying anything about flashbacks. I yeah I don't know it could be several people. Mm-hmm. I have ideas of several people. Yeah. All right. Know, so so we'll we'll catch well, you all next week with Confidence Man. 